seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill Palmentier of W. Palmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with the Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. So today we are turning over the microphone, for the most part, to our <laughs> resident photography and videography expert, Bill Parmentier of W. Parmentier Photography, and he's going to talk to us about some of his favorite tools. Yeah, yeah, it's actually... Uh, uh, the, and we all, uh, over the last few months, have been putting together our favorite tools list. I know, Justin, you've already done yours yep. as well as Alicia. And so I started... And Bill's thinking, like, what about me? I want to be one. I want to do one. Come on, guys. We can't leave him out. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, there are certain tools that I use on a fairly regular basis that I wanted to talk about today. And I'm, I'm kind of gearing towards people that uh, have a little bit of interest in the visual media end of things, whether it be videography or photography, and want to... Do a little bit for themselves. Can't maybe maybe they're in a position where they can't afford to hire a professional photographer, or videographer, and still want to have some idea of what to do. So, little DIY. Yeah, yeah, DIY okay. or stuff. Now, full disclosure: some of these tools are pay to something you have to pay for. But I, in every case, I'm trying. I'm going to come up with something that's similar that you can use, that is either free or very low cost. So, first of all, as a photographer, as you would think, most people automatically think about is Photoshop. And quite frankly, because of what I do, I doing video, podcasting, audio, uh, and photography, I use pretty much three or four of the items out of the Adobe Suite. So I use Lightroom. Well, you got to explain what's Adobe Suite. Adobe Suite basically, Adobe has a suite of software packages. I'm not sure what the pricing is right now, and I want to say it's like eighty bucks a month, mm-hmm. roughly, for the whole entire suite. And it does everything from photography to video production to audio production. Software um, page layout, page layouts. Yeah, because you use a lot, you use a lot of that stuff. Oh, for, yeah, for yeah. graphic design, illustration. Yeah, so I yeah. mean, it's quite an extensive package. Right. Was it, was it like twelve or thirteen different pieces of software? Maybe at, even more. Than at that. least, yeah. at least, and mm-hmm. I would say you know the creative suite is for a small agency Correct. or a professional freelancer, mm-hmm. but for someone who's just DIYing, you know, a small business owner who's DIYing their photography and videography. Would you point him in the direction of Photoshop to begin with? Uh, probably not in the in, not least in the initial stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they have a, a little bit of a photography background, maybe. Okay. But there's a lot of pretty cool apps out there for your phone that you can run through, or even for your computer. Uh, for instance, I was actually uh, referred this one from a uh, fellow photographer. It's called Snapseed. Oh. Which okay. is basically a really cool uh, app that you can get on. I don't. I'm not sure if you can get it on. Um, uh, Android-based, but I'm pretty sure you can, but I know you can definitely get it on uh, iOS. And it's a pretty robust package as far as editing photos. Mm. It gives you the ability to do a lot of what you could do in Lightroom or in Photoshop. Now, let me back up for one second and say that there are, uh, a lot of people think about Lightroom and Photoshop. Most people have never heard of Lightroom, quite frankly. Everybody thinks Photoshop because it's prevalent. But Lightroom is sort of a light version of Photoshop. But it also has the added benefit of categorize, being able to categorize all your photos and keep them in one place. 
So Lightroom is kind of like a Photoshop light with an organization feature built in. Mm. But um, if I understand correctly, it's really aimed at photographers. Yes. So yeah. a lot of people use Photoshop. I use Photoshop yes. as a yeah. graphic designer. Mm -hmm. uh, you use it as a photographer. But mm -hmm. I think Lightroom, they, they really sort of strip it down to just the best tools for Correct. photographers. Yeah, and it, but it's, it's a pretty low threshold as far as learning it. Okay. That's the reason I mention it today is because as a uh, non-photographer, it's pretty easy to, to, to be able to do the basics with it. With Lightroom? With Lightroom. Okay. And you can get a package. If, uh, Lightroom does have, oh, sorry, Adobe has their basic photography package, which is about, I want to say it's like 9 or $10 a month. It's really inexpensive, and you get Photoshop and Lightroom together. Okay. I, I believe you have to pay for the full year up front to get that price, but it's still uh, $128 a year roughly, somewhere in that area. It's not bad. If you're going to be using it a lot. Yeah, no, there is a... I wouldn't get it. No, no. <laughs> most people, most most non-photographers are going to. I would just to. pay Bill. <laughs> <laughs> and I would appreciate that. No, <laughs> Which is also one of Bill's favorite tools oh, yeah. is just send him a check. Yeah. <laughs> Venmo. Venmo is another one of my favorite tools. You can feel free to send me money through Venmo or PayPal. Yep. Those are my... <laughs> I love that tool myself. Yeah. I'll kidding aside, but um, now there is, as far as Photoshop, if somebody wants to play around with Photoshop and just kind of get used to it, there is a free uh, software called... Talk about GIMP? Thank you. That was the one. I, I drew a blank on the name of it. It's like, yes, GIMP. Yeah. G-I-M-P. Yeah. Which is very robust, and it's a little bit of a learning curve on it, mm -hmm. but it's a free, pretty much almost a free version of Photoshop, just not all the little bells and whistles. For, so, for, for photos only? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think Kim does uh, video editing. I've never tried it, but... Yeah, just I think it's pretty much image editing. I mean, with Photoshop, you can do video editing. I would not suggest it because it's very clunky and very difficult to work with. That's why Adobe came out with Adobe Premiere, which is their video editing suite. Mm -hmm. they're, again, that's going to be high-end. For, for the average user, probably if you're an, iPhone, uh, an Apple user, iMovie is more than enough. If you're uh, an Android-based user, I didn't even think about you're that. out of luck. Yeah, it sucks to be you. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some software out there for Android users. Uh, you for, know, what? I'll uh, find out for I'll Windows uh, Windows-based users. I was not prepared for that part. For some Actually, reason, I didn't think about it. But GIMP might do video. No, I was going to say GIMP might be available for other platforms besides it is. It is. Um, Mac. Yeah, GIMP is, GIMP is open source. You can use it on Windows or Mac. Okay. But the problem right. with video editing, I'm just trying to think of a good quality. We'll just have to make sure those go in the show notes. Well, actually, you know what? You can for about 100 bucks. I believe Apple uh, Adobe still makes it. They make Adobe Elements, mm -hmm. which is a very, very stripped-down version of both Photoshop and uh, Light Premiere. Room. Oh, Premiere. Oh. Yeah. oh, okay. So it's base, It's for a basic user who doesn't do anything. Uh, it used to be like 100 bucks for the... It, it was a piece of software you actually bought one time and used it. Hmm. So uh, that's definitely something. But like I said, for, for us Apple people, iMovie is a quick, easy way to, to, to edit a video. And, and what type of editing? So I don't do any of this stuff. So <laughs> what type of editing can you do? Clips? Like filters? Um, with iMovie, yes. You can do okay. a lot of uh, filters. You can do... Uh, titles. Titles. You can, add, you can add all types of moving titles in there. It's pretty robust. I was surprised playing around with iMovie for the first time, how intuitive it was and the, what they give you for it. Because it's a free piece of software that you get when you, when you buy a Mac uh, right. it's, computer. Right. It's part That's of the base. Free. Sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you pay for it as far as the computer. You, you already have it in your laptop because it's part <laughs> yeah. of the base programming. But our... Um, our intrepid intern, uh, I know, uses uh, yeah, yeah. iMovie for, for to do a lot videos. of his Froyo videos. Yeah. And 
you know, he does some really cool stuff. Hey, I'm going to actually bring Will in on the, on the mic for a second here, Will. How easy is it for you to, to use uh, iMovie? It's really, really easy, actually. Yeah? Yeah. It, no real learning curve? Not really. I just put the videos in, and I just started using, like, the basic stuff. I didn't mess around with anything too complicated, but as I kept doing my videos, I'm like, oh, wait, I can put in titles. I can add audio. And I recently figured out how to take just audio files themselves. I didn't have to do video, and I put it in there as, like, a bonus thing, so. Cool. So that's a good tip, too. Like, don't feel like you have to get started with all the hundred features. Just start with a couple and learn them as you go. Yeah, well, if you try to, if you try to use the, all the tools that come in with the, all the software, you'll drive yourself absolutely crazy. Right. I mean, Justin will tell you, and right. I can tell you the same thing. Even with Photoshop, there's parts of Photoshop I've never used before. Yeah. Oh, there's even... I've, I've used Photoshop since the 90s, and there's still parts that yeah. I haven't utilized. But with something like iMovie, which is built in if you've got a Mac device... You might just start with doing simple editing, like clipping off the front and the end of a video that you don't want. Yes, and that's and pretty much it. And that's pretty much it. And then later on, you may be like, oh, look, I can add a title card at the beginning, yeah. you know, for a title of my video. And you just slowly build up yeah. Yeah. the skills. Yeah, I mean, then you, once you get, there is a point that you'll actually outgrow something like iMovie, but that's a long right. way down the road for somebody that's just starting out. Yeah, so you would say that most of these tools you're talking about today are, I guess, good for the beginner or like what stage should you be at? What are you looking to accomplish well, when you're using these types I, of tools? iMovie is definitely good for the beginner. Okay. Uh, if you're doing audio editing, if you're trying to do like podcasting similar to what we're doing, mm-hmm. a great free program is Audacity. Cool. A-U-D-I-C-I-T-Y. Oh, yeah, now, what is that? Audacity is a free audio editing program. Mm-hmm. I used it just as a recorder when yep. we were yep. doing trainings for like recording calls and things yeah, like that. Yeah, you can actually use it to record uh, audio. You can plug, plug a mic into your computer. I don't think they have an app version. I think it would be, you'd have to do it on your, on your either laptop. desktop or laptop. Okay. But, but it was pretty simple. You yeah. just you can cut and you can speed up and slow down yeah. and you mm-hmm. can share the file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a really easy um, intuitive piece of software. It, it doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles to it. But if you're just doing basic audio editing, more than enough. Uh, matter of fact, the pod, this podcast started out. We the first couple of uh, audio files that we, I made with this for this podcast was done on Audacity. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've since moved on to a, a pay program called um, Audition. Cool. Everything we record. Uh, I, if I were to back it up, I'd say we now record everything when we're recording. Like right now, mm-hmm. we're recording in a, in a piece of software called GarageBand, which is also a piece of software that comes with your Mac. Mm-hmm. And then I take those files and bring them over into Adobe Audition and do my final edits with that. It's a lot easier. I just find it more, I'm more comfortable with Audition. I can do a lot more with it than I could do with GarageBand. Okay. So, but I mean, GarageBand's great for somebody just starting out too. It's, it's another one of those pieces of software. That's pretty easy to, to, to get the hang of right off the bat. Okay. It's a, it's, it kind of reminds me of the old um, recorders, you know, it's just... Did you get one oh, you button? mean the cassette recorder? Cassette recorders, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a record button, and then it records it. They, but then you can pick all these different filters. So, like, you, most people know what like an Instagram filter is. These are audio filters that you can put on. Cool. So you could put something on like a narrator's voice. So be like, yes, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So it adjusts yeah. the pitch. Yeah, it'll adjust stuff. the pitch. It'll adjust the speed depending mm-hmm. on what you use. There's one called. Um, can you sound like Darth Vader? Uh, <laughs> there is one. There's one called Monster Vocal. I was looking over my, over uh, William's shoulder here, but okay. there's one called Monster Vocal, and it takes the voice down really deep and really slow. So what in what scenario would you use that for? Like, it, <laughs> like 
some of the stuff is just kind of kind of. Uh, he wanted to be a if, video announcer for like a very dramatic movie. Or, yeah, yeah, or some a monster just, truck rally. Some of it's just novel. <laughs> some of it's just novelty kind of stuff. There's, yeah. one okay. that, there's one called helium that makes you sound like one of the chipmunks. You know. Right. <laughs> but I, I imagine there's some filters in there that just enhance the audio a little mm-hmm. bit to make it sound a little more professional or clean it up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. No. This is this is not audition. This is. Um, in GarageBand. Oh, about. in GarageBand. Sorry. Okay, all right. Uh, they do have similar filters in Audition, but uh, I was talking about the free version of uh, GarageBand that comes with your Mac. Oh, okay. So it gives you a lot of things that you can play with. Now, the nice thing that I like about GarageBand is it's non-destructive. So it's taking, right now, we're running into a soundboard, mm-hmm. which runs, and I don't want to get too technical, but we're running from the soundboard. The mics go to the soundboard, soundboard goes into the computer. Right. It takes that live feed going into the computer. Now, I can go home a week from now, take that same file that we just recorded, and put the monster vocal over the top of it. So it's not, I don't have to do it while it's happening. A lot of recording Oh, you software, can add it later. I can add all that stuff in afterwards. Okay. So. so some of the other tools that you've got on your list here, we've covered photography, we've covered a little bit of video, we've covered some audio. You've got Instagram on here as one of your favorite tools. Yeah. I, that's one of the ones. You've got Alicia's attention. I know, I did, I know. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with uh, Instagram. Because I'm just so frustrated sometimes with getting followers to, to hang on for any periods of time. Yeah. Anybody who's done Instagram for any long period of time knows that you'll have these people that'll hop on every time you post something. Mm-hmm. And then three days later, they, they, they've disappeared from your followers le- uh, list. Oh. Mm. Alicia, you could probably speak to that a little bit better than I can as far as... So people who follow you and then unfollow you once you follow them back so they can get their follower yeah. count up and then mm-hmm. you're left in the dust. I've since <laughs> found out that there's a piece of software that does that now. Ooh, I need really? that, yeah, for my yeah, business There's actually accounts. two or three different ones that you can get through the App Store yeah. that will tell you um, if the person followed you back, and mm-hmm. if they didn't follow you back, it gives you the option to write in the app to unfollow, unfollow them. Will it show you if they followed you and then unfollowed yeah. you? Okay. Yeah. yeah, because like so free... I'm sorry, I'm not following. <laughs> so You feel me? No. <laughs> so it's important to have, if you're really trying to build your brand presence on Instagram, you should have a one to three ratio... As yeah. in, you have three times as many followers. followers. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the, that's the goal. Uh, some people are, b- are better at that oh. than others. I have had my yeah. Instagram. Hey, maybe I'll pop pop my uh, Instagram. Uh, well, I would, you just maybe want to go look because I have no idea. I have. I like, just look, got. I'm in- one to three. I have one follower. In the- <laughs> <laughs> well, I just got I into it, <laughs> and <laughs> it says I, I literally you. just got into it. I have six posts. But I have 52 followers, and I'm following 23, so that's about half. All I'll, right, Justin, you're on your way to being an Instagram way? influencer. I'm, I'm about 50-50 here. I've, I'm following 160. I'm oh, sorry, I have 161 followers, and I'm following 133. So it's yeah. about 50-50 for me. I don't even know where I'm at. So yeah, I'm not cool. Anyway, what I meant by the love-hate is, is basically that is... I think it's for me. It seems a little bit more difficult to to grow Instagram followers than it does Facebook followers because they're so fickle. They'll, there are a lot of people that'll try to scam the system to try to get to four, five, ten thousand followers just by cheating, basically, because mm-hmm. they really have no interest in your content. They're just more looking to get you to follow them back. Well, that just seems kind of counterproductive. I, I mean, isn't yeah. the whole idea of Instagram is you're following people that you have an interest in? Yeah, but the problem is, is also. People have realized that you can get further up in the algorithm of Instagram if you have more followers. Oh. So it's kind of... just trying to game the system. Yeah. That's which... exactly what they're doing is gaming the system. Oh. So. Well, I think that, you know, and there are some things that come into play that will help 
Sure. So it's not just the followers, but no, your no. engagement rates and stuff like that. But having mm-hmm. more followers definitely helps and then because it will increase your engagement rates yeah. in turn. And also if you're looking to get like some people get paid. We actually pay people to post for our businesses sure. influencers. Mm-hmm. And they get paid per post. So if oh, they have money in that, yeah. yeah, if they have more reach engagement and follower account, um, then that's you important. Know, I'm, I'm okay with something like that because it's a business for somebody and it's not really gaming the system as much as it's just getting out there so that people, you know, you're getting yourself, sort of like we talked about in our Facebook Live uh, podcast, you know, kind of latching on to somebody else's followers. That's not necessarily a bad thing if you have an intention of trying to help their followers in some way. Mm-hmm. It's when you're just doing it just for the numbers that I have a problem with it. But to get back to why it's one of my favorite tools is obviously for me it's a little bit different because I'm a photographer. That's my medium. You know, I'm, I'm putting out photographs on Instagram. I'm putting out short videos on Instagram. It just seems to be a much easier place for me to be able to put that out. Yeah. And the added benefit of that is I can also have it, when I post Instagram, automatically go to my Facebook business feed too. Yeah. I so, still haven't figured out how to do that. I'll show you after. <laughs> I'm such a newbie when it comes to this yeah, stuff. Yeah, so basically right now, anytime I post a photo, there's a little um, slider switch. And you click that switch, and it'll automatically post it to your Facebook business page. Yeah, I oh Facebook business. And you can do deeper. See, I saw the little slider thing, and I pushed it, and it gave me an error message. Yeah, well, if you don't have a business page set up on I, Facebook, I, I don't. You, I think you can also do it to uh, at least. You, I don't know if you know this one or not. Can you do a deeper personal page too? That it automatically yeah, you can tie your you can tie your Instagram and your Facebook together. Alicia's gonna have to show me how to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, I have my my business page hooked up to it, so I don't. Right. I didn't know if you could do. I got to get a business page, I guess. But yeah, I mean, so the nice thing is, is I'm killing two birds with one stone, so. To speak, if I post something on Instagram, it's automatically hitting my followers on Facebook too. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an added bonus. So that that's kind of one of the reasons that I like Instagram. I really got to slide into the 21st century. I keep sending my clients uh, telegrams. Is that is that bad? Well, yeah. I'm just glad you finally got past carrier pigeons. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now you got to slide into the DMs. <laughs> you know that. You know, that but don't that, be creepy. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds a little bit. It's a joke. Creepy. <laughs> I'm still, trying to, I'm still trying to get past the bots thing. That's just not my thing, but that's another story. Oh, the bots, bots are, cool. are coming. I know. I hate it. <laughs> I actually have unfollowed pages because I've gotten a, a, a bot posting from them because I just don't like... Oh, really? I don't like Messenger, uh, Facebook Messenger to begin with. Mm-hmm. I don't like texting. So it's, it's, <laughs> All right, so we covered... <laughs> I'm an old man. Sorry. We, we, back we covered Instagram as one of your favorite yeah. tools, and you have a love-hate relationship with that. But hopefully, I still like it. I still use okay, it. Okay, so hopefully it's more love than hate. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a tool that's worthwhile. I wouldn't give up on it. All right. You've also got on your list Keynote and PowerPoint. Yeah. Ah, so how do you basics. utilize those? Well, for me, I, uh, I, bl- I belong to a lot of networking Organization, well, a number of networking groups that I belong to, but I also, mm-hmm. um, I guess not to call them out, but we'll say I, I belong to uh, Business uh, Networkers International, much like you, Justin. Yep. And uh, on a regular basis, we're asked to give presentations. Mm-hmm. So Keynote is one of the go-tos that I have, but I also use it for my clients too. If I'm trying to show them some of the work that I've done in the past, and I'm doing it in a setting where I'm side by side with them, I can pull up my iPad or I can pull up my laptop. And literally walk them through it with Keynote. Yeah, that's... Now, again, we can get into the finer points. Do you want Keynote versus PowerPoint? It's just a matter of what you're comfortable with. I have a personal preference. Yeah, me too. But but the fact is that a lot of people I work with use PowerPoint. So you you should be well-versed in whatever the most popular platform is. But personally, I like Keynote 
only because I find it a little bit more intuitive mm -hmm. as far as the tool sets, but I've used both. Yeah, I, I find that Keynote's a little bit easier when you're integrating video into it, because mm -hmm. oh. there are times when I will show uh, a, a video clip of one of my drones doing a, a flyby of a piece of property or something along that line. Just Keynote seems to work a little bit better. I don't use it like you do where I'm not building decks for a client. Mm -hmm. It's very rare that I'm going to come into a situation like that. But I use it for my own personal use when I'm giving a presentation to somebody. So that's why it's one of my favorite tools. Nice. Yeah. So, And then the final thing I have on my list, I'm not even sure where we're at as far as time. I think we're in good shape. but You have oh, uh, special sound effects today. I, wow, I'm just having problems today. <laughs> Actually, let me go back to one thing because I didn't mention this earlier. And when I was talking about video editing... There is one other software that I use on a fairly frequent basis, and I actually bought this first, which is Final Cut Pro. Final Cut Pro is actually something that is more for high-end again. Yeah, I was going to say, that's professional level. Yeah, yeah. There's actually been movies that have full feature-length movies that have been made with Final right. Cut Pro. So, so that's something you can plan to sit down and spend a lot of time using yeah, yeah. a tool. I'm just, I just want to mention that because that's the equivalent of Adobe Premiere. It's Apple's version of Adobe Premiere. Yeah. For you okay. and I, Alicia, that would be like trying to fly a 747. Yes. I was just thinking of like an analogy, like why, yeah. See, for me, I have... We just sit there and go, we're going to die because I have no idea where to start. I only drive cars. <laughs> well, now I have a preference on both of those, on which one I like more. Between but Final Cut Pro, Pro and, and uh, Adobe Premiere. Oh, okay. But the reality is I have to work in the medium that my client wants. So if, they, if they're doing all their, their videos in Adobe Premiere, mm. I need to be able to know that. So it's kind of a blessing and a curse. You know, I have to know two different pieces of software for the, that do basically the same thing. Right. Mm. Just because it all depends on what the client wants. And in some cases, I would say the majority of the time, they don't have a preference. But I was on a call yesterday with a client saying, well, do you do Adobe or do you do uh, Final Cut? And I said, well, I primarily use Final Cut, but I can do Adobe. She goes, oh, good. We, that's all we use is Adobe. So, cool. So for me, that's more just a, something I need to do versus want to do. <laughs> so, so now, having said that, let's go back to OBS. OBS was actually one of the things that we used for the original, um, uh, if I remember correctly, we used it for the webinar. We originally way did, back. You way know. back in February of 2018. Mm -hmm. And we also used it for the first half dozen or so of this podcast okay. when we were doing the video format. What does OBS stand for? I know. I was just going to say, is there an actual <laughs> name to it? Um I always get the S messed up. It's online broadcasting service system. system. Uh, hang on. Snakes on a plane? <laughs> no? Okay. I'm just, I'm spitballing here. I don't know. <laughs> was that, was that, was that, in that Nicolas Cage? No, no. Oh, no. Sorry. Samuel Jackson. Sorry. I'm, uh, I just, I guess, I'm not. Tired not, of these bleep, 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 plane, you know, snakes on this bleep, bleep, pain, plane. Okay. Oh, yeah. It, it's, 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 sorry. I, I get the, I had to look it up because I could never remember the S. It's open broadcaster software. I always want to say software. Okay. I always want to say service, okay. but so not snakes. No, not snakes. All right. It's open broadcaster service. Now anybody, a uh, software. See, I'm saying it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, open broadcasting uh, software. So, so what is it? For, for those who have listened to our Facebook Live challenge we did a few months ago now, I guess it's a piece of software that allows you to bring in multiple inputs to do uh, either Facebook Lives or live streaming in, any, in general, not just Facebook Lives. You can do that through YouTube, et cetera. But you can also do recording directly through that. It's basically a video production suite that's an open source suite, which basically means because it's open source, there's a little bit of a learning curve to it, not a huge one, but when you do learn it, it'll allow you to use multiple cameras uh, to do live streaming as well as putting together things like 
uh, screen sharing and uh, uh, deck, uh, pod, uh, PowerPoint deck sharing or keynote okay. deck sharing. All right. And that'll allow you to make a more cohesive, it's sort of like, the uh, best way I can put it is a uh, production studio in a box kind of thing. Okay. So it allows you to do multi-facets of, of production for free. Cool. And, and it's a piece, free piece of software that's on your computer. Free is good. Yeah, free is Okay, so in the five minutes that we have left here, okay. I'm going to... Uh, this is going to be Yeah, tough. this is going to be this is a pop quiz for you. Right? Oh, okay, at least it's not word association games. I don't do that. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to give you a uh, small business okay. owner scenario. Ooh, I like these. And I want you to give me, you know, maybe one or two pieces of software, or you can include hardware if you want, that would be like the minimum threshold of getting into doing this particular scenario. Okay. Okay. So I'm a restaurant owner, and I want to keep fresh photos of the dishes that my chef is creating on my website and on my Facebook page. Okay. So what do you recommend? I would say the two, two pieces of software I use right off the top of that would be Instagram. Okay. And Alicia will agree with me on this, but the Instagram's a big part of okay. any type of restaurant being able to show off the foods. Okay, so that's a good platform you, for showing it and off. And you can also, and you know this, Justin, you can actually program your Instagram feed directly into your website. Yeah, there's a, depending on what your website platform is, there's a, a plug-in or an embed that you can Correct. bring those photos right in. Now, what about actually taking the photos? Uh, I, <laughs> that, this is the catch-22. Okay. If you've got a decent understanding of composition and lighting... Okay, let's say I do. Let's say you do. If we're going on that, an iPhone with Snapseed. Snapseed, okay. Snapseed iPhone, you... Snapseed, Instagram. Yep. So those, that would be three... Yeah. Okay. And Snapseed, is that free? Yes. Yes, it's a free piece of software. Okay. There are filters you can purchase, but All it's right. pretty... And the nice thing about Snapseed is you can go ahead and change the brightness levels a little bit. You can change the exposure levels a little bit. Ooh, uh, the colors okay. off a little bit. I think right. it even does my least favorite thing in the world, which is selective coloring. But <laughs> I believe it does that. You got to be careful with food though, because you do want it to look like yeah, you don't real want the background food. to be gray and then no, <laughs> not no. very appetizing. All right, so that's great. So a restaurant owner must just have some nice fresh photos mm-hmm. of his food up on Instagram and his uh, website. So mm-hmm. I, good iPhone. Basic understanding of composition and lighting, mm-hmm. um, which I believe we covered in one of the previous episodes. We did. We did. Right? Mm-hmm. On the podcast. Uh, Snapseed, Instagram. Great. That's a low threshold. Very low. So okay. everything there is free. Okay. Next scenario. Okay. I'm a real estate agent, and I want to do some walkthroughs of some properties that I'm trying to sell with video, and I want to put that on my social media so that people can see these properties and get a sense of what the kitchen looks like and the bathroom looks like. Okay. Again, Instagram. Okay. Instagram's a big thing for real estate agents. All right. Matter of fact, if I can find the name, I'll put it in the show notes, but there's a real estate agent out of New York that does an incredible job with her uh, Instagram feed. Mm -hmm. She will actually walk into properties and do an Instagram live video. Nice. And she'll talk about the property and, you know, that it just came on the the market, so on and so forth. Now, hardware, software. Okay, hardware, let's, let's back to hardware first of all, because in a situation with real estate, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. I'm going to say that I would, at the very least, I would suggest getting a handheld gimbal, which you can get for about 150 bucks, under $150. We've talked about okay. those in the past. We'll put a link in the show yeah. notes for that. If you don't want to use a handheld gimbal, 
It's a little bit higher price point. Uh, now, you got to explain, what's a handheld gimbal? Basically, it's a three-axis. It has three different axes on it. Axi? Axes? I don't know how to say that. But yeah. it's got three different axes that allow the uh, phone. You use your iPhone in, in this gimbal. Okay. You can buy higher-end ones that don't use the phone, but we're still going on using your iPhone. And it keeps the uh, camera straight, keeps any shake from happening. Oh, okay. So this is like a handheld tripod Pretty much, that but you it, put your phone in, and it keeps it nice and steady. But it's battery-operated, so that way it actually has little motors in it that always keep it level. Okay. So you mm-hmm. don't see every little jog of how you move and how you walk around and so forth. All right, great. Now, if you want to go a little bit higher end, something that I've just started using recently, which can do video and photography, is the Theta V, T-H-E-T-A. V or theta five, I think. I'm not sure whether the V is for the uh, a uh, Roman numeral or not, but that is something that's fairly new on the market. It's which is called a 360 camera. Okay. And you can put these 360 feeds up on your Facebook page for your business, and now your client, your potential potential client, can go in and spin around and see the entire room. Oh, that's which cool. Which is really really cool. So you could set it up in a kitchen and do a 360 of the kitchen. Yeah, and it's real easy. The, the setup on it is you stand it on a tripod in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. You hook it up to your iPod or your phone, hit a, hit a shutter button and you're done. Wow. And then you just download the photo and then bring it up to Facebook. Slick. So nice. that so that's the hardware. Those are the two things I would say for hardware for okay. that. Okay. Software, again, you can use Snapseed for doing your um your uh, photos, oh. if you're just doing regular street well, photos. Well, what if you're doing video? Though? If you're doing video, I would use iMovie. iMovie? It's a, it's okay. a nice... As a matter of fact, I think iPhones actually have, or you can get a, ver- a light version <laughs> of iMovie for your iPhone. Okay. Yeah, so our, in, our intern's nodding his head, uh, yeah. so yeah. Okay. So you can just <laughs> do that, or you can bring, or you can transfer it over to your um, laptop. laptop and do that. But all this can be done with your iPhone. If you have a, I would say anything newer than, like, say, an iPhone 7, you, you would get fairly decent video for just doing a quick walkthrough. Okay. Now, that's low-threshold stuff. I mean, I, no, like, this is why I'm asking, because yeah. we've got, you know, a lot of our audience, small business owners, they've got, you know, little budget, but they want to get into some of these things because yeah. they understand the value of it. So we've talked about the restaurant owner who wants to shoot some photos of his food. We've talked about the real estate agent who wants to do a walkthrough or those cool 360 mm-hmm. uh, photos. Now, last scenario. Three scenarios, I like that. Yep, it's my day. Okay. I'm a commercial and um, residential insurance agent. Sure. And I've just got a ton of valuable knowledge that I want to share with my audience. So I'm going to start my own podcast. Mm -hmm. Now, what are the low threshold, entry level that I... It's just going to be me. Yeah. Just me monologuing. I'm not going to have guests (laughs) or anything like that. So how do I get into that? Um, well, we both know, and he's been on our podcast, John LaPointe from LaPointe Insurance does a great podcast. I would suggest, go, oh, not a podcast, but a uh, video series on LaPointeInsurance.com's website. Okay. Let's uh, say I just want to do an audio podcast, though. Okay. If you just want to do just, just strictly audio, yeah. Um, I would say get yourself, for about 100 bucks, you can get a Blue Yeti microphone. A Blue Yeti microphone? Blue Yeti. They also Yeti. make one. Not like the cooler, though, right? No, no, no. <laughs> they also make one called the, the Yeti Snowball. They're both around $100. They're a USB-style microphone. Okay. okay, so you can plug it right into your plug laptop. Plug it right into your laptop, and then you can go back and use either Audacity, which we talked about previously, okay. or you can use GarageBand if you have uh, uh, an Apple computer. Okay, so that's well, that's recording. You can record yep. uh, using the microphone and the mm-hmm. either the GarageBand or the Audacity software. Yep. If you want to really go really low-key, you can just take your 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 iPod uh, earbuds they have the microphone built into it and use that. The quality won't be as quite as high, but right. you can get away with it. But the Yeti's going to make it sound really good. It's going to give you a nice professional right. sound. And then you can use either Audacity or GarageBand to mm-hmm. edit the audio. Yep. 
Now, what about getting it up somewhere where I can say, hey, go listen to my podcast. I, I, you can find me on... Okay, if we're talking podcast, that's a whole other ballgame. <laughs> you know? uh, podcast, uh, you, you have two options you, you can go with. Okay. You can self-host, which means you have a website existing already, which is what we do. Mm-hmm. We self-host on the back end of our Squarespace site. We put all the audio there, and then we post it up. Uh, we've made a connection to iTunes that then plays Okay. It. All right. The other option is you can go for a monthly fee and go with a uh, broadcast company like Podbean or there's a couple other ones out there that will allow you to host for a monthly fee directly on their site, and then they'll they'll put it out to iTunes okay. and, and Google Play. That's going to run you around, depending on how many minutes of podcasting you're doing a month. Yeah. It could run anywhere from 30 bucks a month <clears throat> up to a couple hundred dollars a month. But oh. if you're self-hosting, what, does that cost anything? Does iTunes uh, charge you? No. No, there's no charge from iTunes. It's basically whatever it's costing you to host your own website. Okay. So, for instance, for what's what's the yearly fee on Squarespace? Two hundred and change. Two uh, for a business site, about two fifty. Okay, so let's say two that's, a year. That's pretty much what's going to cost you a year to put right. a podcast together. So, hundred bucks for a microphone, yep. two fifty a year for the for the website where yep. you can uh, connect then to iTunes. So mm-hmm. that's pretty. That's a pretty low investment. Yeah. 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 Or the other option you can go with is you could call the marketing essentials team and we can help you put together a podcast package. And yeah, basically you just stuff. talk for a half hour and we make the magic happen. Yeah. Right? That's right. <laughs> well, no, we, all kidding aside, it's something that we've just started offering. Right. And yeah. we'll make sure to include a link in this podcast to our page where you can read all about yeah. our podcast. Yeah, because we have that. Right. We have a starter package that will help people get started and then mm-hmm. they can go and do it on their own. Once they're set up and ready to go, then it's just, uh, you know, right. put, putting them out on a regular basis. Yeah. All right. So I, I feel like. In. Well, th- th- <laughs> thanks for uh, for playing along there. I wanted to, you know, provide some information for people that are like, oh my gosh, this sounds like a lot of it is software and hardware to get into. But I mean, there's some very low thresholds there for video and photography and podcasts. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you, know. it, you don't have to be the next Martin Scorsese, you know, and and have it all figured out. It's it's a low threshold, easy start. Okay. Nice. And then. Well, thanks for sharing some of your favorite tools with us, uh, Bill. You can be this is fun. I like doing this kind of stuff. You know, yeah. I, pro- I hopefully I didn't go too far over people's heads with some of the stuff that I talked about. But no, I think you've given us a lot. You know, you you talked about some entry level stuff. You talked about some, you know, semi professional stuff. So there may be people out there that are already past sort of the one on one stage, and mm-hmm. they want to know what you use. You know, to produce some of the stuff that you do. So I think this was a good range of stuff. There's stuff here for people that are just starting. There's stuff here for people that are in the next stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it really it comes down to you. What's your comfort level? You know, All the and, techies and, out there must love this well, stuff right yeah, now. Yeah, but also <laughs> the 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 low end stuff that I was talking about is great for somebody who doesn't have a ton of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you can put together a, a photo for an Instagram feed on Snapseed in 30 seconds. You take a picture, put it through Snapseed. Right. 30 seconds later, it's up on Instagram. And none of this would be possible without the internet. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. is celebrating 30 years this month. And think about how you would have had to do some of this stuff prior to the internet, right? So, I mean, I'm, I'm, when I first started in photography, we were using film. Right. I was in a dark room. And if you wanted to to show somebody your photographs, you actually had to go to them with a physical book and show them the photographs. Well, we're still counting the mail system to hopefully get it to them and back. (laughs) Right. You know? Right. Instead of just go look at my Instagram. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely opened up a a total world of possibilities that weren't around 30 years ago. Right. And if you wanted to do video, do you remember those giant uh, Mm -hmm. VHS camcorders that we used to have to stick on our shoulders? You know what's funny is I, I actually bought one of the first Sony Super 8 video camcorders. I still have it. 
Yeah. And I was actually going through some stuff the other day, and I actually found it. And I was like, wow. And pulled <laughs> a little cassette tape out of it. Is this like, 8 millimeter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I had one of those, too. I recently just took all those 8 millimeter videotapes mm-hmm. and sent them to a company, and they digitized all and put them on a DVD. Because I yeah. knew these things are they're going to degrade over time. DVD? What's that? DVD. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> That's still a thing. Just barely. I mean, I just got rid of my 8-track. I just had a client ask me the other day for some wedding photos that I took last year mm-hmm. wow. on, on a DVD yeah. format. And I'm like, I don't do that anymore. I, I, I've used online. I have, oh, a, I have they, a, okay. Why do they want the DVD? Because <sighs> uh, grandma needs to watch these and she doesn't have a laptop. Now, what it turned out was it <laughs> so was... That's why they need DVDs. It was a young couple that surprisingly weren't very tech savvy. Oh, okay. And, oh. I, and I had sent them like eight months ago an online gallery that was downloadable. Mm-hmm. But they didn't realize they could download it. So they called me up and said, hey, can you send us a disc so we have copies? I'm like, So they hadn't seen their pictures? No, they've seen them. Oh. They, just, they just haven't been able to do anything with them because they didn't realize they could download them. They're celebrating their 10th wedding anniversary. Still haven't seen the photos from the wedding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. I, I, anyway, so we're getting long on the long side here. Sorry. Yeah. So well, with that said. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. No, my pleasure. Awesome. It was a lot of fun. Um, so and as we say all the time, Until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.